テンション。So it is I, your host, Dat Ninja Dev, as always, and join with me this fine, fine Sunday morning is uh, Miss Haley Nicole Miller. How are you today? Uh, tired. I've been uh, awake all night watching the Kind of Funny uh, Extra Life stream, which has been a delight in them finding out that if they stomp on the floor in their studio, it cuts the power off. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> They've knocked the power out four times. Greg now has the bat symbol shaved into his chest. Um, Tim Getty's wife put his fi- put her fingers in his mouth um, for an extra life donation. It's been a blast. And uh, also, I'm pretty sure I'm coming up on, like, the last mission in the Outer Worlds. So <laughs> that's fun. Uh, more thoughts on that game. Man, is it good. Uh, not long enough, though, because uh, if this is the end of the game, which is it pretty much is shaping up to be, I'm not going to spoil it. Um, it's very good. I just wish it was longer. But uh, on the bright side, I finished this. It means when Jedi Fallen Order comes out in 12 days, it's got my undivided attention. And I say that as somebody who, as we all know, has seen literally one Star Wars movie, and that is Rogue One. Well, <laughs> she saw one of the good ones. <laughs> <laughs> so I've I've seen Rogue One and nothing else, and uh, and then I'm jumping into Jedi Fallen Order purely because it's got Cameron Monaghan in it, who is excellent as Jerome on Gotham. Oh, and slight little tid- tidbit, I don't know if... if Delvin was going to mention this or not, but very excited that they announced that Emily Bett Rickards will be returning to the final episode of Arrow, because that show definitely deserves to have all of its main cast in the finale. So, yeah. I wasn't going to listen because it's the PlayStation podcast, but yeah, that's a good thing. That's definitely definitely Hey, it's it's how's your week going? This isn't just like jumping straight into it. I feel you. So how about you, Devin? How's your week tweeting you? Everything's pretty good. No complaints, man. I went to go see um, Terminator Dark Fate, which is surprisingly good. In a sea of crappy Terminator movies, this is actually a decent one. So I guess if you were to make a... How many Terminator movies? Are like seven or eight? There this- are six total. And as of as of Dark Fate releasing, only three of them are canon. Yeah. So, the third, so technically Dark Fate is part three. So Dark Fate is the third best Terminator movie. I'll say that. Wow. And my so son, it retcons everything. Yeah. Yeah, everything after T2 was retconned in place of Dark Fate. So Thank God. Dark Fate now becomes Terminator 3. Yeah. If you watch I the guess movie, when you do uh, time, time travel, you can do that, right? Well, I mean, I'll just slight spoilers for the an movie older movie. explains it perfectly, why that happens. Okay, well, that's fine. I was just going to say, like, Genesis tried to do the same thing, because at the end of the movie, they pretty much, like, reset the timeline, so Skynet never activated. <laughs> hmm. Spoilers for Terminator Genesis. 
Which nobody saw yeah. anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> what about that? Is it anything else going on this week for you, Devin? Everything's been good. I've been playing. Um, I just started playing After Party. Oh, okay. I was Sly Cooper, by the way. Sly Cooper? Oh, yeah, it keeps, it. Show, it keeps showing up as you playing Sly Cooper. Oh, that was my son. I wasn't playing Sly Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was I playing? Yeah, I think I was just playing, I was playing After Party. I played a little bit more Call of Duty, which I still like a lot. And I said, I've been busy this week, but I haven't played anything else. Oh, I played a little bit of Luigi's Mansion. Which nice. is not places, but it's pretty cool. Mm, you, you play any more of that Concrete Genie? Oh, that's the one I played. Been playing the most of. I like. I like it a lot. I'm thinking like for three, four hours in it. It's very nice. relaxing. It's not very battle intensive or anything like that. From what I've been playing, and I think it's a really cool concept and a really cool game. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah, as for me, I've been playing the game of life. Um, still just uh, knee deep in grading papers and stuff. We're coming up on the end of my wife's semester, so just trying to help her out. Uh, we had Halloween this weekend or this week, uh, so that was a lot of fun. The kids dressed up. I took them trick or treating. And was it uh, was it windy and rainy for Halloween no. for you guys? Because no. Halloween got pretty much ruined here for for everybody. It was rainy and windy, so a lot of kids didn't go out. Oh, uh, that sucks. I know uh, Nate posted a picture that was snowing where he was at. So I'm like, man, that, that's oh, rough. that's uh, mm-hmm. that's brutal. Uh, I snow can exist on Christmas and then it can kindly go away. Yeah, I, I live in a place where there's like, no snow. Yeah, snow. Uh, I've seen it. I've been to it when I've been many other places, but it doesn't exist here where I live. And no, we had a very nice about 75 degree day for Halloween. Usually it's really hot on Halloween out here, but uh, it was real nice. So the kids were able to trick or treat and get all their candy and all that good stuff with a couple of friends from church and stuff. So it was good times. Had a, had a really, really nice uh, Halloween. Um, as far as the gaming front is concerned, haven't really played anything. Just been tired. Haven't really had time. So looking to get into some games, hopefully after the podcast. Um, and then next week or two weeks when uh, Jedi Fallen Order comes, I'm really looking forward to getting into that one. I actually, uh, I actually just pre-ordered that yesterday. So nice, nice. Thank yeah, you, EA Access, for saving me ten bucks. By the way, instead, oh, yeah. of, instead of eighty-nine ninety-nine, I paid I paid eighty bucks for the deluxe edition. <laughs> I'll never get over Canadian prices. It always just completely throws me for a loop. I'm gonna throw this out there right now. I'm gonna throw this out there right now. Our healthcare might be like a better system than than what's happening down there, but our money system is not. Like, yikes! Is that a, is that a good trade-off? Like, you can have good healthcare, but everything else is screwed up. Uh, uh I don't that's know. a tough one. I mean, the, I, I, I mean, like I to... make I make double what the minimum wage in the United States is. Like, I make like over $14 an hour, but... But you pay double. I, yeah. <laughs> yep, I know. Doesn't but at least if she goes to the doctor, she won't have to worry about going bankrupt. Yeah. That is fair. <laughs> I would rather not go bankrupt. I already have enough financial issues. As <laughs> Being an adult sucks. Can we just go back to when, like, when, like, we were younger? <laughs> No responsibility. Let your parents take uh, care of it. I mean, no. Like, responsibility is fine. Just financial issues are, are, are bogus. Uh, I have life. I have other words, but again, this is a family-friendly show, so I'll not use them here. 
All right. So I completely spaced and forgot to ask people for questions. So there are no questions for this week. So we're just going to jump into the news. And uh, we've got a pretty good amount of it. Um, so our first story is uh, Sony related. PlayStation View is going to be shut down. Wow. Um, what a shocker. I- <laughs> I don't know if either of you used it, but I did kind of dabble with it. Had a couple of friends that that used it and really enjoyed the service because cutting the cord out here is a big thing because cable is just way too expensive. Let um, me just they, uh, let me just point out. Uh, you asked if I used it. Can't use it. Not available in Canada because Canada oh. sucks. <laughs> and I say that as a Canadian. Uh, can, can, Canada sucks for media stuff. We don't have Hulu out here. We don't have uh, we don't have HBO like the app or whatnot on the PlayStation. Can't use that. Uh, the newly announced HBO Max. It's not common here. I mean, it is, but only in like all the HBO Max programming is just going to go to Bell Streaming Service Crave, and then you're SOL for the rest of it. So. What about Disney yeah. Plus? Do you get Disney that, Plus? Disney Plus is coming here. I do not that's know how. Yeah. Do not know how that's going to work for uh, the Marvel movies on Netflix. Because as far as I know, they're not leaving. Like they don't have like leaving soon on them. And as far as I know, almost all the Marvel movies are going to be right on Disney Plus at launch, right? Uh, I think they're rolling them out. I don't think all of them are there, but a good a good bunch of them will be. But. Uh, that's whatever. I mean, as long as you can get Disney Plus, I feel like you're golden. Yeah, I just wish we had Hulu because it's got all ten seasons of Smallville. So. Uh, well, yeah. So January thirtieth, twenty twenty, PlayStation View will um set sail into the uh, long dark. Ooh, that's I unfortunate. I actually had it for would you, years. What'd you think about it? It was a really great service. I think that you could see the chinks in the over. You kind of just started to see. That it was gonna probably go away because, like, um, for one, they they increased the price. Like, the, the good mm-hmm. deal about it was that the core was um, thirty nine ninety nine. You got a bunch of you basically got your basic cable channels and a bunch of stuff with that. Then they had a little a little bit more stuff for like forty four. Then you got a little bit more for like fifty dollars. They increased the prices like five dollars a piece. So core ended up being, and then they did something where PlayStation started taxing. For the service, because you know, usually when you buy games on PlayStation, they don't add tax to it. Well, that depends, uh, on, where well, you're that at. depends yeah. on the state you're in, because I know that they used to charge tax here and now they don't anymore. So. Yeah, so what ended up happening is Core, because that's the funny thing about down here, they don't charge taxes when you buy the games, but they charge it when you buy certain things in the store, like the movies, I think they tax for. Mm-hmm. And now places a few was taxing for like for example yeah I don't I don't get taxed for anything here that's, it's really that's crazy. strange so core yeah. went from thirty nine ninety nine to forty five ninety nine plus tax which made it fifty dollars yikes wow. and then on top of that they took away a bunch of channels because they lost their Viacom contract mm-hmm. so you lost which... which is big you lost Nick you lost MTV you lost BET you lost A and E you lost all, basically, most of the major channels that people, like, go check out. Does so, anybody even watch MTV anymore now that Teen Wolf is over? Probably not, but... My wife good. does. I mean, Teen Mom and stuff, she likes all that crap. Mm, yikes, let's watch... Um, okay, I'm not even gonna get into that. Yeah, but so, they took out a lot of those <laughs> services, and they get To be fair, and this is how bad it got, they gave you Showtime for, like, a dollar a month. 
Wow. Showtime's good. They got some good yeah. shows. I've been watching their... Uh, oh, no, sorry. That's W Network. I started watching the new Nancy Drew show. It's pretty good. So. Yeah. So they changed everything up. And you kind of, like I said, you kind of see the downfall. It's a great service. It was a great old PlayStation. I hope they... With them taking this away, I hope they start adding other services on there like Slade TV or something like that that you can put on your PlayStation so you can still have that kind of TV experience. Because it makes it super easy where you can just go right. from, I'm playing a game and I don't want to watch TV now. I just go watch the TV because cord, cord cutting is awesome. Yeah. It's half the price of cable and you get almost the same amount of channels. And a lot of times you just get what you want. Like all those nonsense channels that you really don't want, you don't have to have. Yeah, I just 100%. on the on the whole cable streaming service here, like I it sucks that they're shutting this down for those who had it. Uh, it probably would have done better if they were able to get it out more than just the United States, because that's literally the only territory it was available in. Um, and like they mentioned that in the press release, like for our US customers, and I'm like, you thought us a cable, like, a cable alternative. You can't see me, so I don't know why I was doing that. Uh, finger. Well, we can see you. You can, hey, but the, the listeners can can't. Can very well. Yeah. <laughs> it's all good. Like, I don't know why I was doing the, the finger punctuation marks. Like, you you expect a cord-cutting alternative to cable to succeed with only the United States as a base. And, again, this service was pretty much only available to people who had, like, PlayStation devices. So not every home in the in the States would, would well, have they, that. They changed that so you could you put it on, like, yeah. Roku and Fire Stick and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But to be fair, my, my opinion, I think it went down. And this is crazy to say is because it was labeled PlayStation. If mm. it was just called Sony View... A lot of more people would have checked it out because I think, but I think because they had the name PlayStation behind it, people thought it was video game related. Right. So they probably didn't check on it, check it out. Because like I said, it's a great service. I would argue that yeah. it's better than Sling TV. You get before they got rid of the Viacom <laughs> channels, you got more channels than Sling for relatively the same price. And it was like how said, how was the ad situation? No ad, just but like regular TV. It literally was regular TV. Like so, no commercials or. Yeah, whatever you got on regular TV is what you got on PlayStation View. They didn't have, they didn't like cake it, add any, add any extra stuff or anything like that. It was just regular TV. Like you had, like, it's basically like you had Comcast, but it was just a, the PlayStation version of it. No, but like, so what I'm asking is, you know how an hour long show is actually only 42 minutes because of commercial breaks? Like I said, Did, same way it works on TV. So if you get so, ads on TV shows, same thing. And the good thing about it is, you can, it had unlimited cloud storage too. So you can like add your shows to the cloud if you want to fast forward past the commercials. You can. That's dope. Uh, that's uh that makes sense. Cause uh, I walked into my mom's room earlier this morning while she was watching uh, Batman v Superman. Uh, great movie, as Greg Miller would say. Let's not get into that. Though. Let's not get into that. Uh, I noticed that they've started baking ads into the program itself so it don't just pop up in the bottom-hand corner advertising a specific product. And I'm like, that's disgusting, and I hate that. We oh. we pay a lot for this uh, like cable, internet, and phone package, and now you're baking ads into the television programs. 
Yeah. That would really irritate me if it, I'm watching the show and I get a pop up for an ad. That ugh, yep. that's terrible. Yep. And there were there were about four of them in like in like a ten minute period. I know Comcast got that sometimes. And yeah, it, it wasn't was even crazy. for like it wasn't even for like a good product. It was for like a cream that it didn't even advertise what the cream was for. It was just like, hey, here's this bottle of cream. You should buy it. That's, That's insane. You know what that does? That makes me not want to buy your product ever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, PlayStation View, we hardly knew you. We don't know if you'll be missed. You'll be missed by Delvin, but that's about it. Pretty much. <laughs> All right. So, moving along, um, we got a little bit more info, info about uh, Marvel's Avengers. Um, I know this game, when it was first announced, has been kind of rocky since since they announced it. And they've been putting out things every now and again just to kind of assuade us and let us know what's going on with the game. And um, so this last week, they let us know that uh, how they're tailoring laid out loadouts um, to you know go with your play style, the mission variety. Put out a lot of a lot of little details about how the game actually is going to play. Um, how you can actually do how the co-op kind of works it kind of gave us a better idea of that um and then how all of your gear slot works so if you've played a game like destiny or even like a diablo you know that like each piece of your armor um you can swap out you can add things you can add different attributes to create like a certain kind of loadout and that is pretty much how marvel's avengers is going to be except however when you put on the gear it's not like an actual cosmetic change it's more of a it's just going to add abilities you may get a little bit of different flair when you do certain moves but for the most part um everything is going to stay cosmetically the same but just give you different abilities power up certain things you can actually create different kinds of builds around your character so if you want to have a thor that does a lot of aoe damage a lot of smash damage and stuff like that or melee up close stuff you can create that kind of build or if you want to have it to where he's more um ranged where he's throwing his hammer or stuff like that you're able to able to get those abilities as well does any of this kind of stuff uh fall in line with the kind of games you guys like to play does this excite you guys more for avengers at all by any chance uh i mean kind of maybe i don't know i'm i'm more interested like well first off they pretty much confirmed like and we all knew this was going to be the case anyway like Captain America obviously doesn't stay dead because he's literally shown like putting gear pieces on in this trailer. Uh, so, and also they they advertise different costumes for him in this trailer mm-hmm. that was shown. So it's like, hey, yeah, that character we killed off in the first like I don't know hour of the game definitely not staying dead. Which you know maybe don't build your story around that if you're gonna if you're just gonna show the character anyways like. Uh, I don't know. I'm more concerned uh, if that's the way to put it. Like, I'm not saying the game's not going to be good, but just based on this whole power structure thing and the fact that it's an Avengers-like game, I don't really see how you're going to do, like, multiplayer stuff with this. It kind of seems like they're just going to... It's going to be, like, Destiny 1. And, like, I know they fixed Destiny 1. Like, I really enjoyed Destiny 1 at launch. I know it was bare, but... Destiny 1, sure Dev knows this very well, being the giant Destiny player that he is. It was mm-hmm. bare at launch, but there was stuff to do. You would grind for gear, and that was about it. Then the raid came out, and you would do that. And then it was, what, maybe a good three months before there was more stuff to do? Uh, at launch, yeah, they, they would release new content just about every three months. Yeah, 
So then, the way that they've put this out, I'm more concerned that it's going to be like D1 at launch instead of D2. Um, which maybe isn't even a fair comparison because this is the third person, I guess, action game. And Destiny is a first person shooter. But just the way that it's being advertised, it concerns me that they're trying to do a Destiny-style game in a way that doesn't need to be done. Like, you're going to give an Avengers game. That's awesome. But why do we need to have multiplayer in an Avengers game? I get that it's a team, so like you want team-ups. But I'm not sure how your story is going to work with multiplayer and the way you're describing these hero missions that you can play solo or with up to four players, like, do we do we need four players? Like, are well, you gonna? I think it, those are the war zone missions. The hero missions are are all just as you. They're single player. But the war zone missions, you can play them solo or you can play with four players if you want to. I think it just allows people to have that team up dynamic if they want to. And that way you don't have to have AI bots controlling the, the actual other Avengers. You can actually just have, hey, a bunch of your friends jump in. Because you got to imagine that a lot of people are probably going to buy this game. So you can go through and play the whole game solo by yourself. Or if, you know, you got a couple of friends that have the game, you guys can all jump in and play as the Avengers and roll through some of these Warzone missions. And I don't think it's going to be so much where it's going to reduce content. I think it just gives you an added way to play. And as long as they have a, you know, a rather lengthy campaign that has a good mix of hero and warzone missions, and then they add to the game later on, I think it'll be a good amount of content to actually play through. Yeah, and to, and to be clear, they also said the warzone missions, they will be adding more missions and more adventures to it. So it's going to be its own mm -hmm. ongoing story. So, right? Oh, yeah. Like, like when it comes out, it's going to just be the base Avengers, but you're going to have probably like a Falcon get added in. Or well... Uh, the base Avengers plus Kamala Khan, because remember, their their first advertisement was, here is the six logos, and it was uh, Cap, Thor, Iron Man, Hulk, Black Widow, and that was it, right? Yes. And that, yeah, and then Kamala Khan, and my favorite thing was everybody kept going, where's Clint? And it's like, Clint sucks. Just, he sucks. <laughs> You're gonna give us Hawkeye, give us Kate Bishop, or don't include Hawkeye at all. Clint Clint Barton sucks. I'm sorry, he does. Bold line in the sand, he sucks. I'm not even dragging MCU issues into this, like, that's fine. I'm also not dragging Jeremy Renner issues into this, that's a whole different can of worms. Uh, just, I don't like Clint Barton as a character, so if you're gonna give us Hawkeye, give us uh, Kate Bishop. Um, no, uh, my, my real concern, though, is that, like, they say you can solo the Warzone missions, but are they going to be way harder to the point where you may as well not even do them if you have a fourth or if you don't have like a team up? Because that's that's a real concern. Not not so much for me because I know that the like I'm assuming the community is going to pick this game up. It might be a game we all like get together on a game night and play or whatnot. But I'm more concerned for like the average customer who may not have any friends who buy the game. Um, are they going to have a hard time doing Warzone missions? Well, it says that it scales the difficulty. So if it's just you and a friend and you guys team up online, the difficulty will scale to how many players are actually in the game at that time. So if it's just one of you, it'll be difficult enough for one person. If it's two of you, the difficulty will go up and so forth and so on. Okay, so like the Borderlands style then, I guess. Yeah. Okay. 
Yep. So for me, this this kind of just excites me more for the game because I do like that kind of chase where you can you know grind out a certain gear, certain builds for your characters, and I'm really excited to see what they do with this story, how it all turns out, and how they continue to build on it. Um, and just wondering because it comes out, you know, in May, like right before we get these next gen consoles, I'm wondering if it makes the leap to next gen or what they do to take advantage of the PS5. So, yeah, this might be actually one game I'd probably play with you, Deb. Yeah, there we go. There it is. I mean, That's I'm I, I'm definitely gonna get it. Like it's the Avengers. I mean, a chance to play as Captain America. Are you kidding me? Captain America all the way. You know how it is. Yeah, uh, I just want to Hulk smash everything. You and my mom would get along well. Hulk is your <laughs> favorite character. Hulk is awesome. Okay, so next on the agenda here, we have um, Ubisoft had a announcement about all of their games being delayed and, and what they're doing with next gen. So they did confirm that pretty much everything that they delayed is actually going to come to PlayStation 5 as well. And it's yeah. going to be, it's going to take advantage of the, the uh, next gen uh, abilities. It's going to take advantage of whatever the PlayStation 5 releases with they're gonna take full advantage of what they can do there um they said that you know next gen uh consoles features will be extremely interesting it says we're consider the coming of the new consoles will boost the market quite a lot as what happens with these new consoles is that sony and microsoft are generally coming with a good volume for those new machines so that means that they're really excited about the ability to put out games for those new machines and there'll be enough machines that launch to where they'll be able to you know get a lot of their games out there and i'm just really excited to see what like a watchdogs legion looks like on next gen um apparently gods and monsters was shaping up to be kind of a mess so it looks like they're getting some added time there to to make that game polish and hopefully next gen takes good advantage of that and then also like a game like beyond good and evil which i couldn't believe was ever going to come to this gen so i think that that'll be a really really nice uh next gen title as well um what do you guys think about some of the, what ubisoft is doing and how do you guys feel about any of their games being pushed out were you going to get any of their games and if you were are you just going to skip them until next gen I don't want to. I don't want to dash your hopes here, but Beyond Good and Evil is not coming for a long time. That's that's totally fine. Uh, yeah, I was gonna pick up uh, Watch Dogs Legion. And I think I was gonna pick up uh, Gods and Monsters on a sale. It's not. Uh, it's not something I'm getting to uh, normally. So I just you know wait for reviews, pick it up on a sale. But definitely was gonna pick up Watch Dogs Legion. Um, for those who don't know, I loved Watch Dogs One, but obviously the public perception of it was not not very good. And then Watch Dogs Two came out, and man, was it just it was so good. I platinumed it, and you all know I hunt <laughs> trophies a lot, um, but I hate online trophies, and that might come as a shock to you, considering I have the Last of Us Platinum. I even went online for. Um, for the platinum for for Watch Dogs 2. And that one was a bit of a chore as well. Not as much as The Last of Us, but I hate online trophies. They they just they suck because <laughs> case in point, for those who don't know, they did just set the servers off for like the PS3 servers for The Last of Us. So if you're playing PS3 version of The Last of Us, you can no longer get the platinum there. Like it's just not doable now. Um, which is why I hate them. Like they they can be a tedium 
and eventually they may just shut the servers off. But for next-gen features, does this mean I'm going to be able to play Watch Dogs Legion with ray tracing on my TV? Hopefully. I don't know. Uh, very excited about this. Now, I do need to mention, because you mentioned that Gods and Monsters is going to get much more time. It, not that much. Uh, based on the earnings call, um, Gods and Monsters is still going to come like first quarter. Like, not first quarter where it was, but it's going to come before Watch Dogs. And I believe the period for Watch Dogs and Rainbow Six is between July 1st and... Uh, and the end of the fiscal year for 2020. Yeah, March 30th, 2021. Yeah, so between like July 1st and then. But they've also still got two unannounced AAA titles, and mm -hmm. that does not include their Just Dance. Like, that's counted as a separate en entity. Uh, so you've got to figure one of those is Assassin's Creed, which you know will come in the fall because it always does. Um... That's probably going to be the rumored Viking Assassin's Creed game uh, done by the studio who did Origins. Um, and then there's another unannounced one in there. And those are all coming before March 30th, 2021. Mm -hmm. So you, they got five titles. So they got to pack you. Um, how many of those are going to succeed and how many are going to be breakpoint situations is a very dire well, I think that's the reason why they pushed everything, so they don't have the breakpoint situations. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that's the main reason for the push. I think it's smart. I think we need to get down to them putting out games that are quality. They need more time. And also, with it being so close to next-gen, what does it hurt to just, like, hey, let's push it back and just make the next-gen version our version that we're going to promote and push? Because the PS4 right. version, people are going to buy regardless like for Watch Dogs and things like that, if you put it out in the correct time. I think that one of their biggest mistakes have in the past have been, hey, let's put Watch Dogs out with all these other games that are coming out that are right. bigger bigger name games. So let's, instead of doing that, how about like, let's put Watch Dogs out in January and it's going to be for yeah. next gen. Let's right. start, like kind of balance <laughs> these things out a lot better than what they've what, been balanced out Because that's been Ubisoft's biggest thing, even Breakpoint. Kind of released with a bunch of stuff around it too. So yeah, but Breakpoint was a whole other situation. Like they, Breakpoint was broken, filled with microtransactions, like way worse than Wildlands. Even and so, yeah, even yeah. so, if it was a quality game, it probably still would have did much better because people would be like, "Well, Call of Duty's coming out, so I'll just wait for that." Right. Or, or this is coming out, so you, get, you they have to. And a lot of companies have to, you have to kind of balance yourself out. Yeah, but see, then you run into that you run into that issue all year long though, because think about it, they just pushed. Uh, this is not a Ubisoft game, but they just pushed Doom Eternal back to March 20th. Now it's coming up against Animal Crossing. Guess what's going to sell more than Doom? I mean, I don't think the it's people who are that into Animal Crossing are. We're gonna, gonna play. I know like, we're we're it's, gonna it's... play Doom anyways, but like in metrics wise, for like metrics wise and sales wise. You want to impress your your board members, right? So, this whole like you, you want to space yourself out, yes, but you also want to make sure that like you're not coming up too close on the holidays. Like if you, this is why nobody really releases games in January because it's right after Christmas. Like so, everybody's like trying to pay off their credit card bills for from buying Christmas gifts or whatnot. 
This is just a generalization. I don't really know because I don't. Yeah, really February and March is the best time to release games if you're gonna do it in the early the early beginning of the year. February and yeah. March, and Sony is kind of taking that to heart and releases a lot of their games in that time period, which is I think the perfect time for like a Watch Dogs type game. Yeah, because if you release it in the fall. It gets gobbled up by the Call of Duties, the Battlefields, those type of games, and then it ends up being a bargain buy, you know, for Black Friday. So if you really want to sell those types of games, they're better off being released in the earlier part of the year instead of the latter half, or I maybe th- over that lull of summer. Yeah, I think uh, I think Watch Dogs will come out. Like I said, a game like Watch Dogs should probably be released in January, like in the January. I think was that Dying Light released around that time? Dying Light came out in the middle of like stuff like that, where people were like, oh. You know what? I have a little bit of money now. It's only it's no games coming out. I want to play now something. You, I'll play this. Now you've got me curious. Hold on, I'm gonna check the release date for Dying Light One because I'm pretty sure it wasn't February. Uh, or sorry, I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Yeah. Okay, it was end of January. You yeah. do not want to release in the middle of in the middle of January. That that uh, Resident Evil Two um, whatnot date. That's probably like the best bit. You don't want to release middle of January, but even then, that's more or less releasing in February at that point, which they were releasing in March and they just pushed it back. Um, I'm thinking they'll probably release it somewhere around August because otherwise they're just going to get crushed. Like we don't have there's a whole bunch of stuff that still needs to be announced. Like there's the rumored Court of Owls game that is pretty much confirmed at this point by WB posting that on Twitter. Uh, and then going radio silent, <laughs> um, and then who else? Know, who else knows what's announced? So we've got Game Awards coming up. That's gonna have some announcements, and then it's just, what radio silence until E3. But this yeah. is the thing about that: how many of those announcements are gonna be strictly pertaining to next gen, and how many of those announcements right. are gonna be like, all right, this is the end of the console type thing? I think a lot of those announcements that we're gonna get, even at the Game Awards, probably are gonna be like, this is coming up soon, or this is. This is next gen. This is what we're going to be kind of dealing yeah. with, or this is going to be kind of simultaneous because we're getting to the end of the console cycle where you kind of got good games then, but it wasn't as frequent as you usually get it. Like um, you get to yeah. like the God of Wars and stuff like that at the end of the console generation. But I think people are starting to move on to next gen now. I think yeah. we're going to start seeing more announcements about those type of games. That's why a lot of games are coming out just says come into consoles. I think really yeah, do. we're gonna see a big push for a lot of stuff being announced for next gen consoles, and then, and like I said, that that begs the the question: like, how many of them do you just skip getting for PS4 to get for PS5 none. or Scarlet? <clears throat> none, because they're all gonna be backwards compatible anyways. I'm just gonna wait. Like, I don't even see the point. I'm I'll wait for the PS5 version and get it that way. Like Watch Dogs Legion, I'm not even gonna. There's no, I'm not getting it on PS4. I'm just gonna wait and get it on PS5 because honestly, I want to see what it's gonna look there, and I just want to have the complete experience on that console. Yeah. I agree. I, uh, I I I think we all know that I'm not the shill. We all know how I feel about the whole the the, the whole like waiting situation. We all know I gotta jump in. At, at launch, <laughs> so I'll probably end up with both versions, even though it'll be backwards compatible. We all know, much to my mother's chagrin. I pay my bills, don't you worry. I pay my bills and then I buy my <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I'll uh, definitely get that PS5 next year. Yeah. So. All right. So another announcement we had this week for PlayStation related: uh, Shenmue Three actually got a release date. <laughs> 
It was announced way back in 2015, and it now finally has a release date of November 19th. Um, I don't care about this franchise I don't either. anyway, but apparently it has like this really, really strong, like you know, backing cult and following. following. Yeah, cult following yeah. and whatnot. I, I, I do have. You, you care actually, about Shinya? Well, please, yeah, please indulge me as to why. It's fun. I think um, the way I looked at the Shimu games is, and the Yakuza series probably took over that kind of feel for it. But they just like a little cool trip into Japan and the history and the culture. And a lot of things are just mundane tasks like, hey, let's go drive this forklift around and stuff like that. But it also gives you kind of that feel of like the back in the days with the old Dreamcast era of games and stuff like that. And when I bought it, I kickstarted the game. It was way cheaper than this. Now, I think it's going now for $50. And I think the Kickstarter originally was $29.99 to get the digital version of the game. But it's like it's just a little fun, entertaining game. I want to see how it comes out. And I think it's going to be cool to... I'm glad that it's coming out. I'm glad that they're continuing the story. Because this is something like, like I said, I was a big Dreamcast fan back in the days. And back in the days when this game came out, it was a big thing on Dreamcast because how it looked. And the, the massive story and the open world that it kind of gave you and stuff and the things you could do in terms of the mundane events. Like, hey, you got to go to work this day. You got to do this this day. Back then, that was kind of revolutionary. And now I know that's kind of like not that at all now. But it's going to be really fun to see how they turned it out, especially because this was a kickstarted game. Yeah. Yeah, I don't care about Shamu. Get, <laughs> get, 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 get that weeb shit out of here. I'll be Part. really interested to see how well it sells, um, just because I know it has that has that Kickstarter following, that that cult following. It'll just be really yeah. interesting to see how well it sells and what the reviews kind of look like. I'm very curious on that end. Um, I know, um, I know. It won't Cat, be a game that I play though. I know Cat Bailey from um, uh, US Gamer was uh, was playing it, and uh, she pretty much said like this: "This is a game." That feels like it was made for the PS2 because the design choices are so bad. <laughs> I think that um, it's just a relic of the past. And I think they were trying to make the sequel to Shinmu 2, which is fine. I think people who are playing this game, people who want to play this game, want that experience. They don't want the reboot experience of a, of a Yakuza, which I think is kind of the spiritual successor of Shinmu, the Yakuza series. But I think they want to play Shimu. They want to get immersed in this world again. I, it's good. It's good that this game is coming out. And if it does well, they'll make more of them. This is one of those games that's not going to be for everybody. Like the game we're going to probably talk about later on. <laughs> but it's cool that these experiences are still happening. Cool. Well, we will see what that looks like November 19th. Okay, and our last uh, story before getting into the news of the week. Um, Fallout 76 players have been awarded refunds in Australia. Um, Apparently, if you were contacting a certain firm between November 24th of 2018 and June 1st of 2019, you should be able to get a refund in Australia for Fallout 76. <laughs> I know this was a hot button topic uh, last week, and uh, Haley, you had put this in the show notes. So, so tell me your, your thoughts around around this one and, and why this is a thing. <laughs> well, first of all, reset the clock. 
reset the clock on how long it takes Bethesda to have another scandal, which is <laughs> which uh, is isn't even isn't even really their fault this week. This is just like a judge in Australia deciding that no, you do owe them refunds because you misled them with this product. Um, <clears throat> but it, it, it even more interesting enough than that, uh, it's actually like Zenimax and like the holding companies for Zenimax like flat out went to the judge and were like. Yeah, no, we, 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 we definitely acknowledge that we probably misled customers, so they're, they're paying up to it, which is just like, yeah. to add to yeah, last week's notes, uh, did I, I? Keep going, keep, keep the party mm-hmm. rolling on. Um, uh, am I, I back? interesting, because Fallout 76 isn't a new game. It's been am out I, am for I, a while. Yeah, you're back. Uh, you're back. Okay, okay, cool. It's uh, been out for a while, so could, you, could this, people have technically played the game did everything they wouldn't do in the game in Australia, you're like, oh, I don't want it no more. No, like, you don't understand. This is, at this point, if you were to get a refund for the game, it wouldn't be full. These people are entitled to full refunds. Like, That's these what I'm were saying. people. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If you, if, you, if you lived in Australia and you played as much as you can in Fallout 76, could you technically just go back and, like, oh, I don't want to play it anymore? I, this wasn't the experience I wanted. Get all your money back. No, you had to have requested the refund between the period that they were denied. That's. Yeah, the- the twenty like fourth of twenty eighteen, November twenty fourth, twenty eighteen, through June first of twenty nineteen. So you had yeah. a pretty long period. That's that's my point. <laughs> Even if you requested a refund there, you still had the game all that time. Yeah. No, but like new people can't come come and request refunds now. Like yeah, and expect so. yeah. And expect full price. It's just it just it's another notch on the whole Fallout seventy six scandal, which I don't know. It's just I get that there's people who enjoy it, but it's kind of like the anthem situation. At what point do they mm. just go? It's time we abandon this because I don't know if you noticed, and I didn't add this to the show notes, but uh, for those who keep up with Inside Gaming, they just did a story on this. Um, what looks like the last of the head of Anthem's development team just up and left Bioware. Yep. So like, no one's in charge of uh, <laughs> Anthem now, and it's just like. I think that means the final nail in the coffin for Anthem just, like, got hammered in. And it's like, man, does that suck. Because, like, it was a cool and interesting concept. It's just a shame that the game was broken and didn't really work. There were some, like I said, there were some good ideas with Anthem. Like, I had fun for the time that I played it. But, man, was that game broken. And it's still broken. Uh, they just flat out ignored their content roadmap, which they even got rid of, and now all of their development team for it looks like they've left, which is like, does, does that mean it's dead? Or like, unofficially dead, but they'll still say like, no, 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 stuff is coming, but like, it, it won't ever come. I mean, at what point does Fallout 76 have to follow the same trajectory? I would not be surprised to see Wastelanders get the, delayed again. I, I, mean, yeah. I want to ask you a question, Dev, because you play these type of games. Mm-hmm. Is this kind of the Destiny effect in terms of how everybody kind of saw the success of Destiny? It started, oh, let's make our own version of Destiny. And now the people are starting to realize, no, Destiny's special. You can't yeah. necessarily have this kind of game. You know, it's really funny because a lot of people still look at Destiny as a failure or as a dead game. Like, you see that so often that Destiny is terrible, yet we have all of these games that actually try to capitalize on that formula and make a Destiny-like experience. And yeah, none of them have really, you know, panned out. 
and I do think that Destiny is special in itself. That like it it has the right kind of following. It has a actually a pretty positive community for the most part who really really love Destiny. Um, and every game that's tried to do something similar to it, it just doesn't work out. Like Anthem, honestly, like the one of my friends, he was like he's he was a big Destiny player but just eventually fell off and when anthem was coming out he was like oh my god this is exactly what i wanted destiny to be i thought anthem was going to be like this big huge open world people everywhere um the map is like double the size of destiny and stuff i was like dude anthem is a single player bioware game that kind of sprinkles in some single player like i'm like don't get your expectations set too high for this game because it is not going to fulfill this destiny size hole that you have i'm like it's something so different and lo and behold anthem turns out to not be anywhere near uh as magical as destiny was destiny just came out at the right time and had the right you know special sauce to just be this magical thing that people fell in love with and like while destiny 2 was 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 marred at launch it, it fixed the campaign issue like there was a much longer campaign a much better story but the end game fell off and they've they've have enough of a following to where they can continue to course correct where anthem and fallout 76 like they've got you know people that are looking for a fallout game not a destiny version of fallout you've got people for anthem who are looking for a bioware game they're not looking for a destiny type game so like i'll, I'll be the person to say anyway. But Bi- Bio- Bioware follower, true, true here. Like I, I love, I love Mass Effect. I love Dragon Age. Very disappointed going into Anthem and seeing there's not even really a story, and and even then, like I knew going in there wouldn't be romance options, which that's fine. Like not every Bioware game needs them, <clears throat> but the reason I liked the romance options and say like the Mass Effect trilogy was that they added to the story like they weren't just there because oh everybody wants to have fun times with alien creatures or (laughs) or fun times with with goblins and whatnot like i'm just using examples here you you cannot have fun times with goblins in a dragon age game just as a heads up (laughs) (laughs) all right uh i guess we know what delvin's into um (laughs) um no but like they're there and they add to the experience right like they don't just it's not just a relationship where like uh saints row 4 did this where like they riffed on like the romance options in games where it's like you'd go up to your one of your crew members and go like hey want to have sex and then it would fade to black and you'd get like a quippy one-liner about it it's not like that like the relationship built over the course of the game, and then, like, right before, like, the final climax of the game, you would have, like, a romantic scene or whatnot with the characters. And it built into it. And there's, like, none of that in Anthem. And it's just, like, not even, like, character building. Like, you get, like, you get, like, this kind of, like, building, like, budding, like, friendly relationship between you and Owen, I believe, is, like, mm-hmm. your, your, like, communications guy in Anthem. And then it yep. just stops. Then you get, like, another person in your ear. And it's like, w- what happened to Owen? <laughs> like, where did he go? 
Yeah, I for one don't want any of the romance options. Like that stuff for me is tedious. Like I don't. It, it, anytime I think about that, it takes me back to Grand Theft Auto Four and Roman cousin. Let's go, boys. Like I don't <laughs> want to build relationships where I have to do stuff in game to keep the players engaged. Like no, I. Mm. If that's the case, I'm going to shoot all my AI teammates and I'm just going to go rogue and call it a day. Like, I don't want to do any Speaking of that. Speaking of shooting your will, AI teammates, I will say this. You. Mass Effect did a great job at it in terms of making those missions matter. It wasn't like, hey, you got to go get this girl flowers or something like that. It's like, hey, my brother was killed here. I want to go get revenge. Are you going to go with me? Stuff yeah, like so that. that's cool. Yeah. I'll do that, but I'm not trying to romance sense. you. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're they're there for the people who want to. You can have a completely romance-free experience with Mass Effect or, um, you can go or to Dragon City. Age. Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> again, USA. I, again, I guess we I guess we know what Delvin's into. Um, but I was just gonna say, speaking of shooting your AI teammates, it's funny to learn that you can just shoot your AI companions in the outer worlds and they just don't react. They just they just sit there and take it straight to the base. That's Which a little is, weird. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean... Uh, can you kill I, him? Is it friendly fire turned on? Uh, only on Supernova can your companions die. Like, they, mm. your companions, when you're playing on, like, regular difficulties, just... They'll, they'll, like, die, but as soon as the battle's over, they'll just heal themselves. Um, whereas on Supernova, if they die, that's it. They're dead. Like, they, they out. They, they out there. Um, <laughs> uh, no, but, like... Like I was saying, like we don't have to, you don't have to go to Bag City, as Delvin has put it, with anybody in Dragon Age or Mass Effect. You can choose not to partake in the romance options, but you can still do those like companion quests for those companions just without the romance options. Like uh, Delvin was talking about it. Like uh, there's a good example in Mass Effect Two. Jacob has a mission where like you go and avenge his father. And it's really good. And even if you're not romancing Jacob, like it's great story development for that character. So it's just yeah. it's a shame to not see Anthem have that. So Yeah, I think the problem with Anthem is like you really had to just go and talk to all the characters in town. Like that was how a lot of the story got driven and pushed in the character development. If you weren't running around talking to everybody, you weren't gonna get that. It's the same problem that Destiny faced in D one where all of the story. I don't have time the, to explain the this story to you. I, I well, don't have. <laughs> there's a lot of story in Destiny, but it's not presented to you up front and center. No, yeah, game. no. You have to no, go I just, outside of the game to find. I was it. quoting the speakers like I don't have oh, yeah. time to explain. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember how that line goes, but it's like pretty much. I, I, I don't have time, I don't to, explain have time, to, explain have time to explain how. Yeah, there we go. That's the line, and I'm like, yeah. this is a sixty dollar game. You have the time, like explain yeah it was it was barred but destiny somehow overcame all of that and still has a huge yeah and now they've got like what two lore book compendiums yeah there's there's the two two lore books there's a whole comic book um that's got like all of their comics from each of their releases uh so yeah there's 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 a lot of stuff there and wouldn't be surprised to see a netflix tv show come out of it say what I said, wouldn't be surprised to see a Netflix TV show come out of it. I would love that, personally. I would watch that. I'm not even yeah. kidding. Speaking of, that Witcher trailer dropped, and man, am I excited. That does look Look's good. Looks pretty also, good. Also, Bathtub Geralt is canon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. 
Geralt in that bathtub. Lord hey, of mercy. Uh, my favorite thing, though, is, like, they posted that, and everybody immediately, like, screen-capped it, but, like, a lot of the top comments on, like, that scene of Henry Cavill as Geralt in the tub is like, where's his feet, though? And it's right. just like, it's just like, <laughs> the internet always devolves to, like, show me your feet. God bless the internet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on okay. to our story of the week, I guess. Yeah. So let's get into the news of the week. So Death Stranding. Oof. The reviews are in. And this game is polarizing at best, I guess. Either yet yet you, you, you love it, you hate it. You hate it, but you think you people should still play it. It's mundane and boring, but needs to be experienced. It's just the reviews are all over the place. It's um, described as a PS2 game in the PS4 era. <laughs> I'm looking at you, Imran Khan. Yeah. You no. Know, it it's reminds just, me of a game oof. that came out last year where people were kind of saying the same thing. Hmm, what game was that? Oh, it was the biggest game of the year last year. We had Net Redemption 2. Where everybody would say this game is boring and this is mm-hmm. ne- not necessarily a ga- game, but yet. And got all these high accolades and these awards, and I think it's kind of the same thing. It's hey, just hey, what you hey, want hey. as an experience. Red Dead Redemption yeah. Two, fantastic game. Still not my game of the year last year. I yeah, it was really it's funny game. that you say that. People, there are people who are like, "Yeah, this was a great game, and it's boring, but you should play it." And then there's people who are like, "I hate this. I couldn't get past the the beginning of the game because it was so slow." Yeah. And, and this kind of has, like Delvin said, this has a lot of those feels because you get so many reviewers that say the game, it feels like you're trudging along, it's boring, the gameplay isn't, you know, very enticing, but yet they rate it like a nine and they tell you you should play this game. And it's like, I don't understand how you would go from telling me how terrible this game is to play, but yeah. yet you rate it so high and I should play this? Like... It's almost like death, like you know, death. Death wants company. Like it's such a weird, weird thing to have the way these 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 reviews are coming out. Like after I saw the the release trailer, it actually enticed me to want to play the game more because the story looks looks amazing. Like Kojima has a yeah, way of telling a story eight that looks really good. Trailer? Yeah, I, I'm with it. It looked really good. Looked very engaging. And then you got to wonder what that 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 minute to minute gameplay is. And it seems like that's where it's just a complete mess. Like people are saying that the game is just a a beautiful, wonderful, fantastic mess of a game. And you just got to wonder, like, okay, why would I want to play that? All right. We got into it now. This is what I want to ask you. I asked you over Discord about this. (laughs) And now I think it is. I think it seems applicable now because you mentioned it. Is Kojima the Kanye West of video games? In terms see, of how, see that's Kojima not a, that's not a fair comparison because Kanye West just Kanye West just needs to disappear and get some medical help. He and, and that's my exact point because there are people who say Kanye West is a genius and anything he puts out is awesome and amazing, just like Kojima. And then there's people mm-hmm. who say this is terrible. His art sucks. It's just him just blabbering on and they. they they kind of get the same comparisons and the same critiques on their art because Kojima kind of it's a video game, but it's kind of a movie. Like I'll say big- I'll say this: we did we did not need a game where uh, 
you throw piss grenades. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. We did not need a game where to to counteract the uh, the enemies in this game, you can bottle your pee and use it as grenades, which is just like, mm, okay. But that's kind of the thing. With we both can do them. without they, that. They both kind of do things on their own path and put it out there for people, is, whether you like it or not. It's just unapologetically them. Like, Kanye West just put out a gospel album. That's a yeah, thing. that he, he had to patch. Just, he had to have patch notes for that album. Yeah, but that's so, the whole thing about yeah. it. You know, they just kind of go down their own paths, and whether you like it or not, they feel like it's their art. You kind of have to accept it. You go ahead, Devin. See what you say. The only thing that I would I would push back against Kojima, Kojima and Kanye. With Kojima, he stays in his lane. He's just making video games, and they're always very Kojima-like. Kanye tries to transcend genres with his music. He's a rapper. He needs to stay in his lane. Apparently, he's found God, and now he's making a gospel album. But in the gospel album, he's still talking about a lot of the same stuff he talks about in the regular rap album. And it just feels insincere and off. With Kojima, his games always feel sincerely Kojima. Like, you already know you're going to get a 45-minute cutscene. You know that it's going to (laughs) be... You know you're going to get a three-week-long boss battle when you buy a Kojima game. And it's still... To this day, hilarious to me that Konami had to be like, yeah, no, we're not having a three-week <laughs> But that's the whole thing about both of these guys. They kind of want to do things their own way. And Death Stranding yeah. seems like Sony just let him do his own thing for better Oh, yeah, they did. They did. Well, Kojima Productions did. This is his game. Like they don't. Yeah. Sony, Sony doesn't even own the IP. It's just, yeah. you know, they have the, the, the console exclusive rights, which is why it's still coming to PC. Actually, but that's this a... Is just, this is Kojima's homage. Like, I, I think, you know, he is a storyteller. He wants to tell... He wants to basically make movies through games. And that's a lot of what his games turn into. Um, everybody talks about how beautiful the world is, how, how engaging the story is. Um, but the gameplay is where it seems like there's a whole lot of lack and I think that that's the problem when you're making a game. People want to play. They want to they want to be engaged with the systems and how the game actually plays. Where this is more of like a somewhat interactive film, based on the reviews. You know, based yeah. on the little bit that I've read. You know, I I can't say for for a fact with that until I actually play the game. And I'm more enticed to play the game. Like I said, after after seeing that um that that launch trailer, just to see how it all is woven together. And again. Even with all of the things that are being said negatively about it, like it still is getting rated nines and tens places. So it's like there's there's something there um, that people are still drawn to and saying this is an amazing experience. It's boring, but it's still amazing and you should play it, which I just find to be so weird. And even what's more fascinating about that is even the negative reviews are recommending that you play it. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's even more weird that way. They're like, oh, it's this, this, this wrong with it, this, this, this. But you should definitely play it. I'm not gonna give it a high review. You should definitely play it. This is something you don't want to miss. And I, I like all. Just, I like all the re- company. I like all the reviews I've seen. They're like, well, I haven't played it, and I'm like, well, why are you giving a review then? Like, I haven't played it, but this is what I have to say about it. I'm like, you haven't played the game. You can't give a review on a game you haven't played. Like, I don't. Uh, I don't. I've seen some YouTubers beg to differ to that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, all right. I'm looking at you, Mr. <laughs> Matty Plays, over here so with like, your clickbait video titles. 
So like this 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 quote from Eurogamer is like perfect. It's grandiose and goofy, liberating and frustrating, thrilling and audaciously dull. It boldly strikes out new territory even as it gets bogged in the mire of conventions. Its preoccupations are nakedly displayed while its plot is borderline incoherent. Like if sounds that like doesn't West scream album. Kojima. <laughs> that sounds like a Kanye West album. <laughs> it does not. It does not though. Kanye West needs seriously like serious mental help and I hope he gets it because that's not he is a Kardashian. That yeah. that's okay, but again, but, like even the Kardashians have gotten mental help, not to like veer off into that, but like he needs mental help and just for my point, I don't think Kojima needs mental help. Kojima oh, just needs Kojima just needs a just needs a, an eccentric outlet for his storytelling that does not involve pea grenades. If you want to make a pea grenade, make a pea grenade. That's fine. Please do, not, please do not. Please do not make a pea grenade. Please he, do not. I think he'll be a fascinating person to sit down with and have a cup of coffee with. Absolutely. Uh, how about you ask Mads Mikkelsen and, and Norman Reedus how that went? Oh wait, it went Norman Reedus and the Funky Fetus, and Mad Mik- Mads Mikkelsen has black goo coming out of his eyes. Hey, if, I, if me sitting there actors. having a cup of coffee gets me a death stranding, I'm all for it. Like uh, I mean, I mean, probably like Conan O'Brien is in this game. The the creative director on Horizon Zero Dawn is in the game. Uh, Jeff Keighley is in the game. A lot of people are in the game. I'm still not interested in it. Oh, if I play, if I play it, it'll be months down the line when it's on sale. Because I've never yeah. really played a Kojima game. It's not my thing. Definitely not sure I want to play a game with pea grenades. I don't know if I've mentioned that. <laughs> I definitely would sit down and have a cup of coffee with Kojima. Kanye yeah. West, I feel like it would be Kanye West talking about Kanye West the entire time, <laughs> while Kojima would actually have a conversation about pop culture or music or other things. Oh, yeah. That, if you've, you know, you've yes. seen his Twitter, he's constantly posting what he's watching or listening to or... I don't think I can sit down and have a conversation with Kanye <laughs> because that whole conversation would be him talking and me listening. Yeah, exactly. and that's not how conversations conversation. work. Exactly, <laughs> yeah, that's not how conversations work. And that's where I think the the the, the differences lie. Um, yes. But I understand exactly what you're getting at. Where yeah, Kojima could be looked at as the Kanye West of, of video games because he's extremely eccentric. He makes games that um, we're not, you know, they're not for everyone. His games are very, very different in the in terms of the fact that he is really just trying to tell a story but half the time if you're not like paying you know very very close attention to the storyline and how it's weaving you're gonna miss a lot of it yes big time but uh i'm excited to play it i I really i want to play it more not so much because the reviews are polarizing because that's exactly what I expected. Like on Discord, uh, the Donnie was saying like how he couldn't wait to see. It. And I was like, yeah, me, me too. I feel like it's gonna be all over the place, yes. and it pretty much was. It which was is exactly what I expected. What was his projection like? Ten tens and two twos. Uh, no, he just thought that there were gonna be like more. I think he thought there were gonna be like people loved it, you know, because of just like all the hype surrounding it. And I, I knew there would be people that would love it, but I also knew that people were going to be like, what the heck is this nonsense? What, what is this shenanigans? Because that always happens with Kojima games. People are like, I, what? I, I huh? will say, like, the concept of a post, like, I don't even know if it's pandemic or post-apocalypse, because I think it's a bit of both with the way this story rooms up. 
I'll be honest, I've kept away from trailers and stuff because if I do play it, I want like I want to go in as blind as can be. Obviously, mm-hmm. I know about like using your own pee for grenades because everybody wouldn't shut up about the fact that you can pee on the spot as long as you got something in the tank, and that's just weird. But that's Kojima for you. That's kind uh, of brilliant. If, 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 if somebody uh, was to throw a pee mm, grenade at you, would you mess with them? Uh, if somebody threw a pee grenade at me, they'd be paying their own medical bills. Let me I just want to see it that way. If I'm in the apocalypse I am not, and all I got I is am my not pee, a violent it's person. being weaponized. You throw your exactly. pee at me and we are going to... You throw... I, I am not a violent person. You throw your pee at me and we are going to have a problem. That's I all I got to say. South Park does something like that, doesn't it? Um, mm-hmm. What is it? The stick of truth? Where you throw your poop at somebody? Probably. Never I know the original South Park game on N64, the snowballs were pee snowballs. Yes, that, that does not surprise too. me. That's South Park, but again, uh, that's not my, really my kind of humor. Uh, just like I don't know how this came about, but that Rick and Morty ad for this game is dumb, dumb as can be. Just I no, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it either. I didn't know that was a thing. It's a thing, and uh, I'll put this out there. I really don't like Rick and Morty. I've never seen Rick and Morty, Rick so and Morty's I can't awesome. speak on it. I love that show. Uh, also, really? Rick and Morty's part of AEW now for some strange reason. It's a big old AEW ad that says Rick and Morty's oh, AEW. What? Which I'm like, how, how, you how does that? that work? Oh, since since I brought up AEW, did you, did you guys see this? You probably need to Google this. You, you get, I don't know how much of wrestling you guys are into, but there's uh, this wrestler who's a big-time gamer named Kenny Omega. He's a huge star. Mm-hmm. He came to the ring... On AEW, oh yeah, fans yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I don't and even watch awesome. wrestling, but everybody posted on Twitter. No, uh, the only gamer wrestler I know about is Xavier Woods, who's on yeah. off season right now, and is for yeah. some reason like posting acapella videos on Twitter. He's injured, so he's bored. <laughs> yeah. But if you get to see it, check check out the whole video of him coming to the ring dressed as Sands. This is an that, amazing. That's outfit. okay. If we're bringing unrelated news, and I like the video I saw this morning of the guy on the news giving an interview about his military service dog, and then popped in some comment about. Yeah, uh, I saw that. <laughs> yeah, yeah I saw I'm that. not. I'm not gonna go with the rest of that. But I'm glad Delvin knows what I'm talking about because I, exactly I just do. I. <laughs> I just about died, and it keeps popping back on my feet, and I can't stop laughing. I don't know Every if I want to mention I that see... on this podcast. That's yeah, I don't want to. Conspiracy theory podcast type thing. I don't really want to jump into that here either. It's just hilarious to me. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. I'll like mention it after the podcast. Yeah, I'll, <laughs> mention, I'll, I'll mention it after the podcast because it's hilarious. So, Kojima's reviews are out. Death Stranding is a wonderful mess that people should play or not, you know. A beautiful twisted fantasy. Yeah, hey, hey. <laughs> Kanye West album. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Delvin's really, Delvin's really in here trying Point to compare Kojima. Delvin. <laughs> Delvin's really in here trying to compare Kanye West to Kojima, and uh, I'm going to have to go. That's a, that's a no bueno for it's me. I see where you're going, Delvin, and I like it. So we'll we'll get some 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 uh, thoughts and commentary from you once you've actually played it next week. Um, <laughs> I may actually red box this one and try to carve out some time just to get an idea of what the heck is going on in this game. Red box down here never works. 
Anytime games it. come out on Redbox here, they are immediately stolen. Yeah, Redbox well, is actually great out here. There's uh, a bunch of them. They have games all the time. It's wonderful. Yeah, you know what? That's not surprising to me at all because literally my brother stole games from Redbox, so that's oh the thing. Terrible. Terrible. <laughs> they are immediately stolen. So everything is in there. like... <laughs> all right. So uh, going into our last little segment, games that are coming out this week. Ooh, you so, mean the uh, PS Plus games that uh, I don't want? Well, we'll get there. But uh, so th- next week or this week coming up, you know, as this, as this show releases, yeah. we have, you know, Death Stranding. That'll be out. Delvin will play that. I'll probably pick it up and play it. I know a lot of people will pick it up and play it. It'll probably sell really well. And then we'll get the, you know, the super, you know, complete edition on PC when it releases next year. Yes. But other notables that we have coming out this week, you got Just Dance 2020. Um, my kids will probably be bugging me about that because they really enjoy those games. My son loves to dance. Um, and also Need for Speed Heat. I feel like this one is flying completely under the radar. Uh, they've released the, about it. They've exactly. released like they released the one trailer at E3, and then it was silent for months. Then they released the launch the trailer. trailer. Then they released the tra- launch trailer like two weeks ago, and then it's just been silent. It's like that's how you're gonna advertise your Need for Speed game. Yeah, it's I'm, so crazy that they that they have just that there hasn't been like any huge marketing push at all for this game. Which I mean, makes I'm me in, think it's gonna be garbage. Uh, um, well, to be fair, they did say I don't know if you played Payback, but that card mm-hmm. system they had for upgrading your car last time completely mm-hmm. gone. Um, it's just back to the old Need for Speed way of like upgrading your cars. So you just pay for it with in-game credits. Yeah, I, I like the way it looks. It looks like uh, you know it's set in the. Uh, the the wonderful flor- area of Florida. It looks like it's set there, like just the colors and everything. Obviously, like the Need for Speed equivalent of Florida. It's the same yeah. way that like the old infamous games did, uh, like Empire City and Numeray instead of like yeah. New Orleans and New York. So, and then they did Seattle. Like, why? Why couldn't you just make it a fake Seattle? Yeah, it's shenanigans. That's but weird. either way, I'm I'm this game drops this week, and it just seems like there's no hype surrounding it, no marketing push. So it's like they're putting it out to die. Who knows? Maybe it'll be a gem, and it'll actually be really good, and we'll get some some people talking about it. Um, other than that, we Maybe also have our PS Plus games have been announced for November. Uh, Haley said she doesn't want them, but I, uh, I, I don't think... play Dark Souls. So <laughs> also also. Outlast 2 can, as politely as I can put it, sit and spin. Yeah, uh, so Outlast 2 <coughs> and Neo are the PS Plus games for November. Um, I probably... Yeah, I agree. I think this is, this is a great little couple of games I don't to like, people. I don't like the Outlast series. I don't need a man that's half-naked, below the waist, uh, chasing me with a giant pair of scissors. Well, I don't need a man half-naked chasing me anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like that's something that may happen, you know, regularly in Florida. That just sounds uh, like some Florida well, stuff. Pretty much. <laughs> that sounds like a Florida man story, that's for sure. Yeah, definitely. Also, um, what about Neo? You plan on playing that Delvin at all? Or is that, is that I played a little game? bit of it before, mm-hmm. so I'll probably play it again. Now that it's for y'all, just probably get into it and get down into that story. I, I like the game. I think it's a pretty yeah. cool game. I like yeah. that my favorite part is I say I'm not into Dark Souls type games and they've advertised Jedi Fallen Order as like being inspired by Dark Souls so I know I'm going to have a bad time. I'm going to yeah, die a lot. 
I'm gonna die a lot. <laughs> they say it's not that hard though. Yeah. They uh, say well, that, like, they, there's a lot of parry system, and yeah, you, know, you got to actually think about your combat. But it seems like the more you level up, the more combat opens up and makes it a little bit easier to where it's not as Dark Soulsy. Yeah. They also say that like depending on the difficulty, your your like window for parrying and whatnot can get like <coughs> smaller. Yeah, I'm excited for it regardless, and yeah. I'll probably play Neo because that was a game that I, I've always wanted to play but never got a, got around to. So we'll see. Now that it's on PS Plus, that's cool. And I think those are you know some really good games to drop for PS Plus. I think I Outlast, you get your little like uh, your Halloween vibe just right as it ends. You can just kind of carry that in, play a little something scary just to close out the the Halloween season. And then Neo is just another you know good game. So it's always nice to have good games on PS Plus. Yeah, definitely. All right, so with that, that's going to do it for episode four of the PlayStation Experience. Hope you enjoyed yourself. Um, feel free to you know give us a, a follow over on the Twitters at PlayStation XP or stop by our PSVG Discord and uh, engage in discourse with us. Um, yes, so- please. Let's let's get the, the <laughs> PlayStation area of the Discord as active as the Nintendo Shack area, please. Oh, the Shack. Boy, I tell you, that Shack is lit. I just stay far, far away from that place. But it is always popping where all the other channels are not. So, yeah, please, if you got some PlayStation stuff you want to talk about or whatnot, jump in the Discord and pull Delvin out of his hole and make him talk. Um, I'm always in there. I love talking trash and just generally engaging in Discord. So feel free to join the Discord. It's free. Come hang out. Come talk. Come be a part of the crew. So with that, where can people find you, Delvin? What are you doing? Where are you at? Check me out on Twitter at Devil underscore Cox. Check, also, check out the Devil Cox Experience. Wherever you get podcasts, check out Games You Don't Play. I'm on both of those shows and I'm on a whole bunch of other shows. So, of yeah, I don't know podcast. how you have time for games at all with how many podcasts you do. I don't. <laughs> I just play what I barely can. You still play more than me and you do like 40,000 podcasts. So, sir, you're doing something right. Yeah. <laughs> What about you, Haley? Where can the people find you? Uh, you can find me on your gaming platform of choice, whether it be Xbox or PlayStation at Haley Zarel. You can find me on Facebook at Haley Nicole Miller. Find me on Twitter at Shepard Zarel because I'm still mad about being banned from Haley Zarel on Twitter. Uh, and uh, you can follow me on Instagram at Haley Zarel. And like I said last week, I don't really use it. Uh, it's mostly just used for me to re- Reshare Greg Miller's Instagram stories because he kills me, and I love it. Um, other than that, not really much going on. Just uh, working on finishing the Outer Worlds before Jedi Fallen Order gets here. Awesome. And you can follow me at DevAtias on Twitter or, again, at PlayStationXP on Twitter. And with that, long live play. Oh.